0: I'm not a bit It is not a stop. The Though it is not a thousand. Never heard that, and heard that, and heard that, and heard that, and
1: Hey, guys. Santa and I are really excited about the Lunch Plus Christmas Special. We want to let you guys know all about it. On December 22nd, We're going to be having a very merry Lunch Plus Christmas special at 11.30 a.m. here on the Brian Wright YouTube channel. Guys, we're going to be having some gift cards. We're going to be giving away prizes, giveaways, fun segments. It's going to be a lot of fun, interactive. We're going to have you guys involved in it. Santa, are you excited? He's excited. I'm excited, too. So we'll see you guys on December 22nd at 11.30 for the Lunch Plus Christmas special. We'll see you there.
2: Hello! Good morning! Good morning! Happy Monday! I started to say, good morning, America! (laughs) Merry Christmas! Happy Christmas to ya. Happy
3: Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to ya. Merry Christmas. This is the Lunch Plus broadcast and we are so
2: excited to see you. Yes. Sure and you by see comments. you, we mean we the can't comments. actually see you. But we can see your comments. Yes. Uh, Kelly, we put a um hot cocoa. Hot cup. A cup. Today. Responding to you. Today is national hot Cocoa Day. It's hot chocolate. But hot yeah. Cocoa Day hot is Day. what it says yes. what officially. What do you guys say?
3: Hot cocoa, hot chocolate. Do you remember this conversation?
2: I don't know. Yes.
3: Good morning. <laughs> I see I see Buddy Crabtree. Hello, Hello. Buddy Crabtree. Welcome I see Johnny. Hello. Uh, Sammy. Hello. Sammy. Mr. She's Will in. Wagner. He's back there. Kevin Nowicki. Hannah Sittler. Uh, Kelly Brady. Grayson. Hello! Oh, Joni. Joni's there Joni. too. Did I miss anybody? I oh, don't know. Comment, if I haven't said your name yet, comment so we can see you. The comments are on the screen. Well, I know no, you are reading off to, your phone. No, because we had to refresh it. <laughs> so some of them weren't on oh, there. True. Oh, easy. True, oh, true, true. <laughs> see? See? Yeah. Uh, well, we are having a great morning. We're excited to spend the day with you guys. Yeah. We're excited to uh, spend lunch. Don't even look at me like that. We're excited to spend lunch with you today. We have neat news confessions the great match game yeah but right now right now it's family chat it's right time now. to chat as a family family time so we want to spend time with you make sure to comment and if yeah. you were the hundredth comment then you get a gift card on us so share the broadcast like the broadcast right now hence the no. whole day we don't I get mean, the whole no, day with I just, you it's just it's just the best part of the day the best part, a large part of the day,
2: but your so. day's still gonna go up from here.
3: Yes, and you know, also we're not saying
2: it goes down after this. No, we're
3: not. No, no, it, no, the best so far, and then it's gonna get better. And you can keep watching, you keep yeah. watching videos when after we uh, yeah. aren't live anymore. You keep watching videos. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I think we have family chat question today. We
2: do have family chat question today. Let's also, I'm now. not allowed to sit up straight today because because you
3: because of her <laughs> bun is very it high. Goes,
2: it goes up very high. Very high. I'm sorry. Okay,
3: what is family chat question number one? It, uh, how is your Christmas shopping going? Finished? Working on it? Haven't started. That's really nice to check in. Thank you. Thank you, buddy.
2: I appreciate it. Um,
3: um, well, uh, I think that's a good
2: sign of how well it's going. <laughs> <laughs> I I've started on it. I finished it, except for one. I one, but except I know what it one. is. Yeah. Wow. I, I know what it is. I just have to order it. That's it. Uh, oh, my. Yeah. That must be nice. It is. Yes. <laughs> um, it's nice living on this side. So,
3: I don't have one Christmas <laughs> present bought. No. Not no, she a doesn't. one. It's really sad. It Not shows me one. what
2: I mean to her, actually. Yeah. I, I looked at your list, though. I did. She did. And then she's like, why do you have this on your list? Why she do you had, have this on your list? Because well, she had like a really
3: plain black shirt for it was, $45. It was
2: navy and it was a sweater and it was really cute.
3: Okay, she had a really plain navy sweater for $45. And I was like, Abby, why is this on your Christmas list? Like, you can buy this down the road for like $15. Why?
2: I told her if she could find it, get it. Uh, yeah, Grayson I said, Ha 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 ha. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Settler said, almost done. Mr. Ooh. Will says, almost done. Greg says, going well. Better than most years. Almost there. Really? That's how I imagine you said it.
3: Okay. Grayson said, haven't started. Well, technically, I have purchased two gifts.
2: Whoa. Uh, I've never thought of using the peace emoji as two, two. but now I'm going to start doing well, that. Because
3: Grayson's cool.
2: For all of, all of the versions of two, I'm going to the store. I love you, two. Man, she's really going to use this a lot. I am. Now. Only to marky
3: uh, Kelly said <laughs> Kelly said almost finished, except for one thing, and stocking stuffers. oh my gosh, I can't wow. like, this is I feel like it's so early to even get well, never mind, we may have children. Um, uh,
0: good job
2: good uh, job. Um, well, moving on, <laughs> Kelly, I think you and I are very similar once again. Let's yes. go on to our second question before we ruin many other Christmas miracles. <laughs> <laughs> huh. What movie do you absolutely have to watch every Christmas season? That's a good question. Um, we have like a list. We really do in my house. Um, it's, we have to watch The Grinch. Are you sure everyone has a list or do you just have a list? I have a list <laughs> at, here at my house. Okay. Um, where we have to watch The Grinch because it's my dad's favorite and the one with Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. he laughs a lot. He, he laughs the like whole that. the whole time, and he references it throughout the entire year. We have to watch that. My dad also loves "It's a Wonderful Life." Um, that is a really good one. Yeah, um, I really like
3: Polar Express. Like it's kind of sad though, but I don't know why. It just feels sad. Like it's not actually sad. It's just kind of like melancholy. Yeah, like the whole movie see, feels kind of melancholy. You just kind of see kids like standing there with wind and snow blowing around them,
2: and a lot of singing slow, slow songs. And, <laughs> and the little kid with the little boots. He's the like, little boots. Yeah. You know what can I'm talking about? Who almost gets left behind by the train? Yeah, that one. So kid. he has like heart He has no presence, and he's like, it's really sad. Yeah, I cry. he is sad. He is, <laughs> he is sad, but it's a great movie, of course. Hannah said,
3: um, Christmas is in like 12 days, Margie. Yeah! I know! We're seriously in
2: the 12 days of Christmas today. I know. Today! <laughs> Mr. Will says, die hard. Greg says, elf and die hard. Yes. Buddy says, Christmas is next week. Oh, yeah! Wait a second. What do you mean
3: Christmas is next? Oh, my god. Next gosh.
2: weekend. <laughs> 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 Gotta get started. This is your friendly reminder. Get started on Christmas presents,
0: guys. Oh, my gosh.
2: Uh, Hannah Siller said, there's a list, but The Grinch, and added to this year, was It's a Wonderful Life. Watching it for the first time, cried a lot. Ten out of ten.
3: It is a really good movie, but you have to have a solid chunk of time to watch it.
2: An angel gets its wings. Yes,
3: it's like three hours long, though. Like, it's really... I I watched it... I used to not like it, because I used to watch, like, bits and pieces of it. But it's really great. You just have to watch the whole thing.
2: But, yeah, I really do like it. It's like Lord of the Rings or something. It's an investment, but it's worth it. Becca says, The Grinch, Jim Carrey. I also referenced the entire movie, and so do my kids. That's true. I was with Becca like, last week, and she just watched it, and she was she was just quoting the entire movie. I'm like, I feel like I just watched it because of Becca. Hannah Settler says, yes, Polar Express, elf. Becca says, Polar Express and Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, that's a great one. I forgot about that one. But wow. he <laughs> says, a Charlie
3: Brown Christmas. Ah. Aww. I haven't seen that since I was, like, three. I haven't really watched, yeah, mm, no. <laughs> My older siblings really liked it, but I haven't I haven't seen it. Oh, it's, it's not I don't think it's on like streaming stuff much. It's on like local like channels ABC. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sammy. Uh, Sammy Sammy said kids love Polar Express and the Grinch. The <gasps> new cartoon yes. one. And those are a
2: definite must. I love the new Grinch. Have I seen the new Grinch? I know you have. I know yeah. you really liked it. I, I really do like it a lot. Oh, I don't man. know if I showed it to you. We'll have to do it sometime soon.
3: Have you guys ever, probably haven't, have you guys ever seen a Christmas movie called Three Days or Family Man? Because those were, I watched those a lot as a kid. Family Man with Nicolas Cage and a movie called Three Days that was kind of like a Hallmarky kind of movie. I think that your sister's like my name, Hallmarky. Hallmarky? I love hallmark <laughs> I didn't mean, anyway. Um, <laughs> Hannah said I watched it over the course of like five days. Oh, It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah,
2: I can yeah. see that. Johnny says, It's almost Marky's birthday also. That's true. Mark it down in your calendars. It December 21st. I yes. think it's next Tuesday is Marky's birthday. Send her presents. <laughs> send her love. Send I, you her... don't have to do that. You don't have to send me presents.
3: Oh, Hannah said Family Man is so good. You've I seen, really seen it. it. It's really, really good. It's like, um, he, he, ha- he, like he really appreciates his Never family? Mind. Yeah. Whoa! But ki- kind of. Not really, though. It's, it has, like, a twist. Like, you gotta... You, oh, he you gotta doesn't watch.
2: appreciate his family. It's, it's hard to explain. Okay. Um, Kevin Wickey says, White Christmas is a must-see for me. I really like Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. We just... I just watched that for the first time last year.
3: do you seen it before? I watched a few minutes of it and fell asleep.
2: <laughs> it's a good one, though. Yeah. It's a good one. yeah.
3: <laughs> Can we uh, acknowledge that, uh, perspective-wise, we are the size of ants <laughs> yeah. in this background? With our pine cones, I love it. I love it. Too. Yeah, I really like it. Did you, is there anybody on that you came on and you are like, hmm, that's weird. Mm, they are the weird. size of ants. That's weird. I, li- I like the colors and everything, but it's not. It's just not quite right. <laughs> it's really, we're really tiny. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Kelly Barati says, die hard. I've never seen die hard. I know that I'm the minority on that, yes. but I've actually never seen Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. It's it right. is. Christmas movie. <laughs> I wanna watch it and determine if I think it's a Christmas movie or not. I don't
2: know. I don't honestly, I don't know if you'd like it. Maybe. Really? Maybe. It's, just, it's very much Maybe. action, right? Yes, it is. A lot. But I like that sometimes. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy uh, says, I'm just pretending like they are massive Christmas trees. Oh, oh my gosh. Can you I'm imagine not. a pine cone the size There's of a snow. Christmas tree?
3: I would love that, except you can't hang anything on it without, like, making a hole. You'd have to, like,
2: pound a hole Like, drill into the the pine cone things. Um, Kevin Nowicki says, lunch plus Christmas is a do not miss. That is very true. So true. Coming up, December 22nd. I about forgot the date. December 22nd. We are having our live Lunch plus Christmas party, we will be giving away over a thousand dollars worth of gifts and giveaways, and that gives you a good chance to get at least one of them. Like, we're swimming through the giveaway.
3: <laughs> yes, she's not exaggerating. We're literally having, no, really. We're literally giving away that much stuff.
2: Literally. Literally.
3: Uh, literally. Like I said, you guys are like, honey, I drink the kids today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember I that. I said, movie. Um,
2: but I think <laughs> Buddy called me Tinkerbell. Yeah. Well, That's moving on, moving on. <laughs> we're moving on to neat news right now with me. Then we're going on to confessions and the great match game and then there is a powerful powerful word for you. You are not going to want to miss a single minute of it. So get ready. We'll see you in just a second. and welcome to Neat News. I'm glad to have you here. This is the segment, in case it's your first time, where we have just amazing, neat, fantastic news. So, we'll see. Speaking of Neat News, Mr. Will just got a phone call in case you could hear his ringtone. That was really funny. Aw, Rebecca Beard says, Neat News is one of my favorite segments. Aww. You're one of our favorite people. Okay, guys, I have three stories for you today. I'm very excited about them, so let's just hop right in. This one, this first one today touched my heart. It's so sweet. So this old couple in the UK planted this little baby pine tree in 1978 when they first moved into their house. Oh, Kevin Nowicki said, my favorite news anchor, Abby Wright, that's so sweet. Thank you, Kevin. Um, so they bought this little baby pine tree for six pounds, which I'm assuming roughly translates over into like $6, give or take. So they got their new house, they planted this little baby tr- pine tree and it was their very first Christmas tree ever. So this tree has hints, hints grown, I feel fancy because we're talking about England, Hints grown into this over 50 foot pine tree. But the sad news is they live in the darkest, darkest neighborhood in all of the UK. There are no street lights, very few Christmas lights. So you know what they've decided to do every single year is light up this Christmas tree. As you could tell, it wasn't really a big surprise as it was right here. They light up this Christmas tree every single year. They have to use like this huge cherry picker to like put all the lights around it because obviously it's over 50 tall. And then they light it up every year. It's wonderful. They bring out the whole community. Everyone's excited. They have a lighting ceremony, like the Grinch. You know the the tree lighting ceremony? It's the same thing, but it's real! And they had fireworks, and they had someone bring a trailer with Christmas music, and it's amazing. Look at all the, the whole community out to light the Christmas tree. And then we can go to the next picture, because there's a picture of the old couple and they're just really cute. Look at them, look at this old English couple. There they are with their tree and their house. So in case you ever visit England, you can visit these people. I'm sure they're great, nice people. All right, on to our next story, which I'm very excited about. In case you don't know, I have a heart for photography. It's adorable. So this, uh, there is happening right now the wildlife photographer of the year and they are picking, but they ask you to help. So there is a People's Choice Award. So you can look it up online, the Wildlife Photographer of the Year, and you can pick from a ton of pictures, and you get to pick the People's Choice Award for the Best Wildlife Photographer of the Year. So I wanted to just show you a couple of the pictures because they're just so cute. So here's some like lions in the rain, it's really cool. And then the next, um, I'm gonna ignore Buddy's comment. If you're on YouTube, you can read it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna acknowledge it. And then, and then look. Here's this really nice kangaroo. Look, how did they get the kangaroo? I've been staring at this picture for longer than I care to mention. How did they get this kangaroo to stop in the perfect center of the road between the trees and just like pose there with its baby? It's it's amazing. I don't know how they do it but you can go ahead and vote online. The voting lasts until like February 2nd of this upcoming year, super exciting. All right, on to our next story. So in case you're like, oh my goodness, what is happening to this lady? She's excited because I'm gonna give you some backstory. Are you ready? This lady works at Dunkin' Donuts and she was like the best customer service lady ever. So she made friends with this lady who frequented Dunkin Donuts. And she would get her coffee every morning and they would just talk over their handing her her coffee. And they became great friends. Well, recently this lady with her three kids got evicted out of their house and she had nowhere to live over Christmas. So what her newfound friend did was get the community together, get her a house, and not only just get her a house that she can live in, they completely and fully furnished this house for her and her three kids. And they gave it to her, and it's just so sweet, and it's really happy, and you can look up videos online because everyone's crying, I'm crying, everyone's crying. It's just super sweet. So, guys, these were our three stories for Neat News today. I hope you enjoyed them. If you have any neat news of your personal life, or you find any on Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is, Go ahead and send it our way, and maybe it'll be on the next segment of Neat News. But until then, we are going on to confessions and the great match game and then a powerful segment for the word. It's going to be great. We'll see you there. Bye.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome to Confessions. And I went black, and now I'm back. Welcome to Confessions. We are uh, going to confess the Word of God over our lives. We have three confessions for you today, and I want you to put this in the comments. Say, my words are powerful. But then the words. My words are powerful. Our words carry power. And so what we're going to do together is we're going to put these confessions up on the screen Uh, And as we confess and recognize the power of God is moving on your behalf. Amen. All right, let's put our first confession of the day. Say this out loud with me. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. All right, let's put up confession number two. Say this with me. We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing. And we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. That's a a good one. I actually like that one. Let's say that one more time. We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing. And we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. If you notice that the people in the studio didn't say it the second time, it's because they're eating snacks now. (laughs) Let's put up our final (laughs) confession of the day. Confession number eight. Uh, We just skipped all the way to confession number eight. It's our year of increase. Put that in the comments. It's my year of increase. Amen. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for Confessions. Now we're moving on to the great match game. We'll see you guys in just one second. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Whoa. the Great Match Game.
2: It's, great. it's a great game. It's a it great huh. matching game. Yeah, this <laughs> is
1: the greatest of all games.
2: Whoa. Because, well, I mean, it's in its title. It, so. Yeah,
1: since it's in the title, it's it's a I great can
2: see game. That. Yeah.
1: Anyway, <laughs> time for the Great Match Game. I'm, I'll get I'll stop playing with the, your sharpies in the hand and handouts. Here's how the Great Match Game works. Basically, what we end up doing is we put a word on the screen. And we want you guys in the comments to put the first two things two. that come to your mind. The first Ch- two things. Tip. First two things that come to your mind. And you, you know whatever. Grayson's yeah.
3: yeah. 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 emoji. The
1: first two things that come to your mind. Okay. And what these guys are gonna do is they're gonna try to match what you put in the comments. And whichever one of these guys or girls, whichever one of them puts uh, what most of you guys say, they, they get a point. I, I kind of butchered that explanation, but okay. you, You'll, you see. You'll see
2: as we go. Let's put
1: up our first word of the day. Okay. And I want you guys, when this word comes up, what are the first two things that come to your mind when you see the word declaration?
2: I really thought it said decorporation. I was like, what is that?
1: Nope, that's not what it said. It says decoration. When you okay. see decoration, what's the first two things that come to your mind? Put it in the comments right now. Put it in the comments right now. These people are writing. I don't know. I just called you these people. These people. These people.
3: My pen, right. my Sharpie's going crazy.
1: out. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. All right. So oh, Holly no. says, Christmas and cookies.
3: Christmas. Christmas. You say the T normally?
1: No, probably not. <laughs> uh, Mr. Will says Christmas lights and ornaments. Are you
3: done writing? No. Are you? Did, are you changing your answer? No. She's just drawing. She's drawing. No.
1: Oh my god. Um. Johnny says Christmas and cookies.
2: Jose or Jose Billy. Billy. Jose
1: or Billy. Welcome.
2: Hi. I was just talking about you in my head.
1: It, okay. <laughs> um, Grayson says Independence I was tell you something and nice. Thomas Jefferson. I think she saw a Declaration. <laughs> yeah, right,
2: that makes sense. Good job, a lot of
1: Grayson. Um, oh, she said oh. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Sammy says holiday and cookies. Now Grayson says decoration, not declaration. Yep. yep.
2: <laughs> Serena,
1: my wife, is here, and she says mistletoe. No, no. uh-huh.
2: Serena, buddy's wife?
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, Becca says Christmas <laughs> and lights. Greg says Bruce Willis in air duct ornament and ugly sweater with Christmas lights. <laughs> I actually you... saw that ornament the other day, and I almost got that for, for George for Christmas. <gasps> um, Do you have that ornament, be, Greg? he might. I saw it on the internet and I, I thought to get it for him just because he wouldn't expect it to come from me. But I <laughs> it's didn't. It's true. That's my story. Kevin said <laughs> candles and trees. Alright, what did you guys put on your I
2: put Christmas.
1: Christmas. Christmas. Oh, well, look I at that. Th- Neither of you get a point. We tied.
2: Yeah. And you spent all that
1: time. That's Yay. a really nice tree, though.
2: It was a nice tree. I didn't see it.
1: It, it was pretty. Who'd you threw it. <laughs> Alright. Next word. Ooh. Stocking stuffer.
3: Um, okay.
1: All right, guys, Put the first two things that come to your mind when you see stocking stuffer. We're only allowed to put one, though. Oh, yeah, man. You, you guys can only put one. Okay, okay, okay. Holly said, Holly said buddy, now you can't get it because you told everyone about it. That's true. That's good job. That's unfortunate. Good job. But the thing is, George isn't watching.
3: Oh, well, or he could or just be just be very silent. Oh. I don't
1: know.
0: So. What's
1: the first two things that come to your mind when you say, see stocking stuffer? Oh, and Greg says uh, he didn't have the ornament, but he needs one. (gasps) All right. Holly said candy and toys. Kevin said tinsels. Uh, Sammy says small and candy. And then we just reached our 100th commenter. (gasps) Yes! Greg Griffin, congratulations. You're our 100th commenter. You can claim your gift at whatsright.com. And he won that saying, I do have an ugly sweater with too many Christmas lights somewhere. (laughs) That just won you a gift card. Congratulations. All right. We. I saw fruit, Santa food, candy, small gifts, candy, chapstick, and coal, says Hannah. Um, um,
2: why did Serena say olives? Because... Have you heard her, she, she gets olives in her stocking at me. Yeah. From her parents. is that so
1: uh, <laughs> okay, Andy. Jose said empanadas. <gasps> Do you why get that I'm in your stocking stuff?
3: that's Jose? Huh? i are you assuming so <laughs> that is so if that's
1: Jose? What that's Billy? It Dumb, could also be rude. Billy. <laughs> Uh, chocolate and random candy I don't want. All right, let's just, you know, look at... <laughs> Mom says olives as well. Uh, Kevin Nowicki says deodorant. Kevin. Interesting. I love you. Kevin said Pez. All right, what'd you get?
2: <gasps> candy. Candy. Ah!
1: Wow, look at this. <laughs> We're on
2: the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Get off. I was here first.
1: Well, I'm actually excited wow. to see how this <laughs> continues. All right, next next word, phrase, Christmas beverage. But oh. the first two things that come to your mind when you say... I, every time I say, say two in this two. segment, I always say weird. Uh, the two. first two things um, that come into two. your mind when you see the word Christmas beverage. Um, <laughs>
3: Christmas beverage.
1: Oh. Uh, Hannah says, one, one time uh, my dad legit put coal in all our stockings. I wasn't telling you what okay. she actually said. <laughs> I appreciate your myth. Uh, uh,
3: Christmas beverage. Cold. Um Okay. That's so sad. Um, I'm so sorry,
1: Hannah. I just needed it. Throw that out there. <laughs> you just one
3: stared for a very long time. Okay, I'm done. I did it. I All did right, it.
1: we got eggnog and cheerwine pinch. I think she meant punch. Uh, hot chocolate, anything peppermint. Eggnog, sparkling cider. Eggnog, hot chocolate, water.
2: Water? I have to know whether it's Billy or Jose. I know. I don't
3: even know. I feel like at one point, I think it was Jose, but I wonder if it's both of them, and they're messing with <gasps> us.
1: Because they didn't say anything, and so it probably is. Uh, Holly says punch. Um... Serena says hot chocolate, Hannah says eggnog <laughs> and hot chocolate. chocolate, eggnog, milk for Santa, eggnog, hot choc, hot and, choc. uh, yeah. So what did you guys put?
2: I put, <laughs> I put hot chocolate. To oh, you guys eggnog. put different. Oh, oh, have you been we, counting? No. Good. You got off my oh, I think date. I got more, though, but uh, maybe not. <laughs> oh, man. How well. convenient. <laughs>
1: Oh, Hannah said this was a joke. It's okay, buddy. He got us a wee. Well, one time my dad put, uh, like, it was like cold gummies. Have you ever had those? No. Like, it was a bag of cold, uh, but it was actually gum.
2: Gum?
3: Oh, I was right. Uh, Jose slash Billy said we're both here, <gasps> so forgive uh, the double answers. Uh, that's
0: yeah. okay.
1: We forgive you. We
3: forgive. We,
1: yeah, All right, let's put up our next word. Oh, our cute. final word of the day. We'll end with this one. Huh? We have...
2: That was the last one. That was the last
1: one. Well, that was quick. Then never mind. That was it? it? Really? Is there
2: more in the later folder? Um, Well,
1: we can end it there because it's 12 o'clock.
2: Oh, yeah. Which
1: means it's time for... The word. What's the word? What's the word? word? Today, we're talking about how to have a focused and disciplined mind and how distractions are bad. So, we'll see you in just a second. Bye. Welcome to What's the Word? I hope you really enjoyed hearing Marky go, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh!" like multiple times in the background. Oh, Kevin said, "Can you choose a winner for the last segment?" Um, yeah, we'll just we'll just say they're they're both winners. I because I didn't count like someone so someone go back and count in the in the comments and uh, see who had the most matches. Because I don't know who the winner was, honestly. Well, anyway, if you guys will go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy, no, it's not chapter 1. 2 Timothy, no, it is 2 Timothy 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Today we are talking about, what are we talking about? Oh, t- I remember. All right. Hey guys, today we are talking about how distractions can be dangerous. We're talking about how to have a disciplined mind. uh, And I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, Yesterday, I actually preached a similar message uh, of this to the youth group. And honestly, this morning, that message just kept stirring in my spirit. And I knew that it was for today. And I'm excited about it. It's going to be a good word today. So do us a favor, share the broadcast and also let us know who you are, where you're watching from in the comments, so that we can say hello to you. Um, I see Becca, Hannah, Jose, Billy Joe, um, Kevin Nowicki's here. Kevin says, I win. I- I'll take that. You know, as a host, I don't get to win often, so I appreciate it. Um, but anyway, so today we're talking about how to have a disciplined mind. And if you'll turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, you can put that in the comments. This is what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. Other translations actually say a disciplined mind or self discipline. And, uh, you know, just opening up, I don't know about you, but I've been in this position many a time. Have you ever been in in the spot where you're maybe on your phone scrolling through Instagram or just doing your own thing or you're working on your laptop or you're playing video games and someone walks into a room, has a full-on conversation with you, walks away, and then later on, like they say, they they come to you and you're like, hey, and and they start referencing that conversation and you had no recollection that that conversation even ever took place. Like, put a hands up in the comments if that was you, like... There have been times, like not long ago, where my wife was like, hey, buddy, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then uh, a while later, she comes back, and she's like, hey, did you, were you able to do that? And uh, I, I said, when, what, what are you talking about? She said, we had a full-on conversation about it, and you agreed to it. I was like, well, my brain wasn't there. Yeah, Marky's hands up in the comments. Like, I, I know it's not me, because this has been me multiple times, and, and I've seen it happen. And, and, and here's the thing. You might know this, you might not know this, but multitasking is actually impossible. I mean, you might be good at switching your attention between two tasks, but it's impossible to focus all your energy on one task at a time. Um, Our brain is wired and set to focus on certain things. We can't split focus and focus on two different things at once. That's actually division. You know, even the body of Christ is not called to operate in that way where it's focusing on one thing. And focusing on another. Serena put a laughing emoji in the comments because she knows that this has happened in our relationship many times. Becca put the hands up. I see it. Sammy put her hands up. Abby's hands up. Like, if, if you've been there, right, you've had a conversation and you don't even remember having the conversation because you actually weren't in the conversation. It's amazing. I, like, I've been amazed at how I've been able to have full on conversations with people where my brain wasn't even there which is interesting. I don't know how that works, but it happened. But anyway, see, but, what, but what, what does that have to do with God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and of a sound mind? Greg said, yep, he's been there, right? What does that have to do with what we've been talking about? Actually, if you haven't even had a chance to listen to last week's teachings where Pastor went through, he, he talked about this verse, and all last week we talked about how to have a strong mind, I want to strongly encourage you to go back and re-watch those broadcasts. If you've watched them, re-watch them. If you haven't watched them yet, go back and watch them because those are powerful teachings that will completely change your life. Um, but what, do, what does what we're having to talk, what does this have to do with having a strong and a sound mind? It has everything because here, here's the reality. Now now let's turn it into more spiritual things, right? Uh, have you ever been in a time of prayer and you sit down and you begin to pray and then all of a sudden you recognize for the last like five or ten minutes your brain was thinking about what you got to do this week or how much you have to pee or, you know, your your list of things you have to do and all of a sudden you're like, I haven't been praying at all. I, my brain's been in a completely different place. Like, put a hands up if you've been there. Or or you're uh, in, a, in a service, right? The anointing's pouring out. The preacher's preaching you know and and the anointing's flowing, and then all of a sudden you recognize, man i haven't been paying attention to anything that he's that the preacher's been saying for like five minutes. Well, have you been there right, or let's get more practical right uh, the preacher's preaching all of a sudden you have to pee, and all you can think about is, man, I really have to pee, and I can't sit through the rest of this. I have to go to the bathroom right now, like have you ever been there or? Or the kid in front, in in the seat behind you is kicking your chair, or the kid in front of you is staring at you, and you have a hard time paying attention. Like, have you ever been in any of these positions? Well, here's here's the thing, and this is this this is what we titled uh, the broadcast: is how distractions, the dangers of distractions, because. But let's say even right now, during this word, you, you could be working and, and listening at the same time, which is fine, you know. We want you to be getting as much as you can out of this broadcast. But, but the reality is this. When God is presenting a word, when a minister is preach, especially an anointed minister, is preaching the word of God, He's giving you something that will change your life forever. Pastor says it this way. One word of preaching, uh, one word of preaching can change your life forever. And I hope that day for you is today. So I I want to encourage you guys to to listen to this and hear what the Lord is getting ready to pour out for you because he's presenting you a platter of things that, that, that will change your life, right? Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so when God is giving you a word, when he's delivering a word to you, it's important for us to be diligent and disciplined in our minds to be able, so that we can receive everything that God has for us. Put this in the comments. Put it in the comments right now. God has given me a sound mind. God has, or put it this way, God has given me a disciplined mind because that's what this, this passage says. First, 2 Timothy 1, 7. God has not given me a spirit of timidity, He's given me a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind, or of self discipline, or a disciplined mind. That's what God's given you. I see it. Holly put it in the comments. God has given me a disciplined mind. So, you know, and, and recognize this because if He said this in, this in His Word, He's given you a disciplined mind. This, this is the reality of it. Because you might be listening and being like, well, You know, I like that. That sounds really good. But man, my mind gets distracted a lot. I'm like Doug from up, right? Where I'm just doing my own thing and then squirrel, and I just get distracted by the littlest of things. Like that could have been your history, but I'm believing that that's not your your future. Because if this is what the word of God says, then I'm not going to claim the identity of a distracted person. No, I have a sound and a disciplined mind. I see Sammy put it, Becca put it, Greg put it, Johnny put it. I, God has given me a disciplined mind. The Bible also tells us that he has given us the mind of Christ. Now put that in the comments. I have the mind of Christ. That's what Paul wrote. He said, but we have and you have the mind of Christ. Here's the question. Is the mind of Christ undisciplined? Is the mind, was Christ undisciplined? Was he distracted all the time? Was he was Was he always looking around and, and not able to focus on anything? No, he had a disciplined mind. And if the word says that you have the mind of Christ, that means you have a disciplined mind. but here here's the trick of the enemy. This is what the devil wants to do uh, for you this is, and, and this is one of his biggest traps is what he'll try to get you to do when the word's being preached, when the word, the, when God is presenting something that can change your life forever. The devil wants you to be distracted from it. And if all he has to do is sprinkle in a little thought of, man, I wonder if I turn the oven off this morning, or I wonder if I turn the stove off, and all of a sudden now for the rest of the message, your brain is, is worried and thinking about that, right, uh, instead of being able to receive what God has for you, the devil's going to do it. See, the devil likes to work tricks in our minds. He likes to try to get us to, to keep our eyes off of the promise that God has given us. So if a minister is preaching the word and presenting it to you, that, that's when the devil likes to, to sprinkle in these thoughts. That'll get us distracted. Well, Remember that stupid thing you said like 12 years ago? Right? Like he'll try to put those thoughts in your mind, and all of a sudden now you're like, why did I say that in middle school? That was the dumbest thing. You know, and then and what, what, what just happened? See, God is pouring out on you. Pa- Pastor gave this illustration you know, in the service yesterday, where God is always, always nonstop pouring out His blessing. He's pouring out His blessing. Let's say this cup is you. And God is nonstop pouring out His blessing. But we need to make sure that we're positioned to receive. We need to make sure that we're in the proper position to receive. Because if God's pouring out His blessing, and we're not in position, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. And so if God's pouring out His blessing in a service, and all the devil has to do is sprinkle a thought of, Of, you see that person? They don't seem to be receiving. And all of a sudden, we're like, man, what can I? All of a sudden, we're focusing on why isn't that person receiving? Or how about this? God's pouring out, and all of a sudden, we think this would be a good message for someone else. This person would receive well. All of a sudden, we stop receiving because now we're thinking about something else. Or, like, (laughs) I'm giving a lot of practical scenarios because I've been in all of them. This is, I'm basically giving you my experiences, and I'm telling you, don't do this. Please, don't do this. Right where Pastor brings up 2 Timothy 1.7, and he reads, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of discipline. And then Pastor begins to expound on it, but then me in my head begins to go, I go on to verse 8, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, uh, or for me, but join with me in the suffering. And he saved us and called us. And all of a sudden, now I'm in my own world, while, while the Holy Spirit is still using that minister to pour out a blessing, but I went on my own little rabbit trail, and I'm missing what God is presenting right before me. See, God is always speaking. God is always talking. God is always pouring out, pouring out good and perfect things. He's always giving you fresh bread for today. That's why we have this broadcast. God is giving you fresh bread today. And if the devil can get you distracted from from being in that position to hear and receive, and if he can keep your mind on something else, you know, you're, you're focusing on what's going on over there. If he can keep you distracted, he can keep you from receiving what God has for you. Put this in the comments. If if Put, put, put it this way. Um, if the devil can keep me distracted, he can keep me from receiving the promise. If the devil can keep me distracted, he can keep me from receiving the promise. But then I want you to put this in the comments. When I refuse to be distracted... I will remain in the promise. See, I have to discipline myself. It's my responsibility to to renew my mind. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Because this is powerful. This is important. I personally don't recognize how much that God has presented to me that I've missed because I allowed my mind to get distracted or to begin dwelling on other things. And I don't want to do that. And I don't want that to be your story. I don't want that to be your testimony. See, God is pouring something out. And he's presenting something life-changing for you right here, right now, in this broadcast. He is presenting you a word and a bread that'll change your life. And here's the beauty of it. See, if God says you have a disciplined mind, that means even if you haven't had a disciplined mind in the past, the grace is being made available to you right now to begin renewing your mind. God's not going to say you have the mind of Christ. He's not going to say to you that you know th- th- that you have the ability to renew your mind. He's not going to say to you that you have been given a sound mind without giving you the grace to actually walk it out. And, 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 you know, I, I've heard people say this, well, you know, I have ADHD or I, I have ADD. You know, I have OCD, and so I'm not able to focus if things aren't aren't right, or if you know, if I'm not doing something fidgety, or if I'm not, you know, playing around with something, then I'm not really able to focus. Well, we already established that if you're doing something else, you're not fully focused in the first place. Our brains can can only focus on one thing at a time. We we can only have a vision in one direction. We can't have a vision in many different directions. That's not how our brains are wired. But if God said that you have a sound mind. If God said, I gave you a sound mind, then let, never let these words leave your lips another day of your life. Well, I, I guess I just have OCD. I guess I have ADD. I, you know, I have ADHD. Never speak that over your children. Oh, they just have ADD. They have ADHD. Never speak. Let, let that have the same taste in your spirit as if you just said they have stage four cancer. Like, let it have, let, have that same kind of spiritual disgust uh, over that phrase, oh, I must have 80... No, because you're speaking death oh, over the person. You're speaking death over your own mind. No, no, no. I have the mind of Christ. I don't care how old you are. You could be 87, 95. Don't say, well, I'm, I'm just... You know, my mind ain't what it used to be. I'm just losing my mind. No, I have a sound mind. I have a disciplined mind. That's what God has made available to me. That's what he's presenting to me. So don't, don't speak that kind of death over your brain. No, I have the mind of Christ. Put it in the comments again. I have the mind of Christ. Put, put it in the comments. That's what he's given you. I have a disciplined mind. Put that in the comments again. Speak life over your mind. Speak life over your thinking. That's how you renew your mind. That's how you renew your mind. We talked about it earlier today in the broadcast. There's power in your words. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So I'm not going to speak death over my mind anymore. Because I don't know if you recognize this, but our our physical bodies, especially our brains, it rewires itself based on what you speak. You're, there's a, a part of your brain that hears the words you speak, the speech center of your brain, and then it begins to actually, it hears what you say, And then it begins to do that very thing in your body. Uh, Neuroscientists see it. There's a thing called neuroplasticity, where if I continue to think this direction or think this way, I'm wiring those thoughts into my own brain chemistry. But here's the beauty of the word, and you see this in Romans 12 too, is if if I wired this kind of thinking in, this undisciplined thinking, I have the power to wire it out and to wire in a whole new way of thinking. This is what it says in Romans 12 too. It says, uh, and do not be conformed to this world, which means I don't talk about my thinking the way the world does. I don't address my mental thinking the way the world does. No, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do I renew my mind? The New Living Translation says it this way, let God transform you by changing the way you think. I need to begin to talk about my mind differently. I need to begin speaking about my mind differently. I need to be looking at my mind differently. No, I have a strong mind. I have a sound mind. I have a disciplined mind. That's what God has given me. So if I ever find myself in a service where I'm starting to get distracted or I'm looking over here, and I, this, the moment I recognize that I've been distracted, don't get into condemnation. Because that's the opposite of what God wants you to do. Because condemnation will never help; it'll actually make things worse. No, no, no. When you, the second you recognize or repent, no, I have a discipline and a sound mind, and then begin to to, to focus and draw in and, and listen to what what the anointed man of God's saying. If you're ever in a time of prayer and you recognize, man, my, my mind's been wandering for for the last five minutes. So. No, Take your thoughts captive and say, okay, no, no, I have the mind of Christ. Don't beat yourself up and say, well, I guess I don't have a very disciplined mind. Guess I'm not a very godly Christian. Because that's condemnation. That's what the devil do. That's the devil sprinkling more stupid thoughts into your mind and trying to get you to to go off on a rabbit trail. No, no, no. I have a sound and a disciplined mind. Guys, I, I want you to recognize that I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to you. See, God has been really empowering me in this. See, we have power to take our thoughts captive. Put that in the comments. I have the ability to take my thoughts captive. You wouldn't have the ability if God didn't say it in the Word, but He says no. But we, take, we hold captive every thought and bring it into obedience in Christ. Can, can one of you guys put the, the reference of that verse, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ? Because I want to read that and I don't feel like Googling it right now. Um, if you can put that in the comments, that, w- that would help. But I have the ability... To take my thoughts captive and make them obey Christ. How do I do that? How can I take my thoughts captive? I heard Creflo Dollar do this illustration and it, man, it changed my whole thinking. And I want you to do this real quick. Uh, I want right, right now, I want you in your head, I want you to count from one to twenty. Go ahead. Start doing that right now. All right, now say your name out loud. Alright, I'm assuming that you did it. You might not have done it because you might be in your workplace. But but I but here's the thing: the second you said your name out loud, what happened to your thinking? It cut, it cut off, right? You can't think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you can't think that and speak your name. See, it cuts off your thinking. So how do I take my thoughts captive? Abby, Abby just put in the comments. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God what does that mean when when anything tells me something contradictory to the word of God i it's my responsibility to destroy that thought it's my responsibility to destroy that thought and this is what he says and we are taking th- taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ every thought captive That means thoughts that are bad. That means thoughts that seem good. Like we talked about earlier, the preacher is preaching a a powerful anointed message. He brings up a scripture, and then all of a sudden, in my mind, I start rabbit-trailing off on that scripture, and I'm thinking about it. It's not wrong to meditate on scripture, but it is wrong when you're meditating on it at the wrong time. Recognize this. God is presenting to you an anointed word right before you. He's presenting an anointed word right before you. But then in our minds, we, t- we, we go off on our own little rabbit trail and we're missing out on the anointed word that God's presenting to us and in that moment. So we're not just taking thought, taking captive the bad thoughts. We're taking captive every thought and saying, okay, according to the word of God, what should I be meditating on right now? I'm taking those thoughts captive. I'm not getting distracted by my thinking. No, I, t- I have a rein on my thinking. I have a sound mind. That's what we have. I see Charlia said, I have the ability to take my thoughts captive. Amen. Amen. Joni said it. Greg said it. We have that ability to take our thoughts captive. If he said that we take every thought captive, again, hear this, that means the grace is available for us to do it. The grace is available for us to do that. The grace is available for your kids to do that. The grace is available for your family to do that. So speak life over their minds. Speak life over them. Don't don't speak death. Speak life. That's who we are in Christ. I have the ability to take my thoughts captive. And how do I do that? By speaking the word of God. We just gave you that illustration. You can't think and speak at the same time. The second my mouth starts speaking, my brain stops thinking. and the, So if I recognize my brain starts getting into condemnation or doubt, or my brain starts thinking about, man, I really wish I could be doing this better. I know, Pat, you know, but buddy's talking about, you know, having a disciplined mind and I haven't really had a disciplined mind. What, what do you do? No, speak out of your face hole mouth. Speak. I don't know why I said it that way. Speak and say, no, I have a sound and disciplined mind. That instantly cuts off that negative thinking. It instantly cuts off that demonic thought that the devil's trying to get you distracted from your promise. Man, I'm starting to feel really, really depressed and really heavy laden right now. No, no, no. If you're thinking that, begin to speak out of your mouth. No. The Bible says that God has given to me uh, a garment of praise in place of a spirit of heaviness. No, I'm not going, I'm not going to let my mind wander off in the condemnation. No, I'm going to speak the word of God. Man, I just messed up again. You know, you could be thinking this. I just messed up again. Man, I feel like I should be overcoming the, the, this uh, temptation by now. Why do I? No, 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 no. I repent and I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Speak it out of your mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Abby put it real big in caps. Speak it out of your face hole. No, speak it. Speak it out of your mouth. Say those words and you shut off the thoughts. That's how you take those thoughts captive. You know, if you're in a service and you recognize, man, I've been rabbit trailing in my head for the last 10 minutes. rein it in and don't just shout, I have the mind of Christ in the middle of service. But no, say it under your breath. No, I have the mind of Christ and get back, you know, focus on the message. See, Pastor was talking about this yesterday. It's interesting how we can uh, focus and keep our attention on a four-hour-long movie, hold our bladders, and, you know, not worry about a thing, but our full attention is on that movie. But then suddenly, when we're under an anointed word, all of a sudden, we get distracted, and we gotta gotta step out. We gotta do all these different things. Why why, why is that the case? Because, here's the reality. Our flesh... Our flesh, man, is more entertained by things that don't feed it, that, that don't feed our spirit. But here's the thing. No, we're spirit-led beings. We're spirit-filled beings. And as spirit-filled beings, we have to learn how to subject our flesh and, and renew our mind and be led by the spirit. How do, we, how do we do that? By first learning to take our thoughts captive. Because the devil tries to put in thoughts into our mind that get us distracted. The devil tries to get us to focus on things that keep us out of the anointing and keep us out of the flow. But that's not you. That's not your testimony. That's not your story. You are not a distracted person. You are not, you you do not have a weak and, and disabled mind. No, you have the mind of Christ. If he is in you, then he'll quicken your mind. He'll bring power and anointing to your mind. Say it out loud one more time. I have the mind of Christ. I have a disciplined mind. That's what you have. That's who you are in Christ. And recognize the anointing of the word is powerful. powerful, Excuse me. The anointing of the word is powerful to completely renew your thinking. So as I speak these things over my life, as I speak these things, as I renew my mind, it changes everything. As I renew my mind, it changes everything. Put that in the comments. As I renew my mind, man, it changes everything. It changes everything. Ooh, all of a sudden, where I spent so many years beating myself up, now I can actually look at myself with joy and say, no, I can see myself the way Christ sees me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Man, I'm I'm not a weak and miserable sinner. I'm the righteousness of God. Man, I'm not some depressed, miserable, heavy-laden soul. No, I'm joyful. I, I carry joy. I carry hope in me now. Turn with me, you know, this is where the Lord led us uh, last night, but I want to go there one more time. Isaiah 61. Go with me to Isaiah 61. See, Jesus Christ, uh, no, I'm not going to go there. In Isaiah 61, though, there's a powerful uh, scripture that Jesus himself pulled out. Um, He he pulled out the scroll of Isaiah and read this. Isaiah is before Jeremiah. I know this. Isaiah chapter 61. And he pulled out this scroll, Recognize this is what the anointing has the power to do. And, and so anytime a minister is presenting the word to you, anytime, you know, you're watching the Lunch Plus broadcast or you're listening to an anointed word, God is presenting something to you. A lot of times people get stuck in their deficiencies when God is saying, no, I'm, all su- I'm the all-sufficient one. Don't, rel- don't focus on your deficiency, focus on his sufficiency because his sufficiency will change your life. Forever. And this is what the devil wants to distract us from. All of all that I'm about to read here in Isaiah 61, that the anointing has the power to bring into your life all of these things, and has the power to bring into your mind and into your soul, into your emotions, into your thinking. The anointing has the power to fix it all. So don't focus on, well, you know, I have ADHD, or well, my kids have this deficiency. No, no, no. Don't focus on that anymore, don't speak that anymore. This is what the anointing has the power to do in your lives and in your children's lives. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. This is verse 1. Because the Lord has anointed me. Recognize, Jesus also pulled this out. Jesus spoke it, and he said, Before you today, this scripture is has been fulfilled. The scripture is already fulfilled. Everything that we're reading today has been completed in Christ. So hear this. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Lord has anointed me. What does the anointing do? It brings good news to the poor. Brings good news to the poor. Some translations say afflicted. Others say to the poor. What's good news to the poor? Uh, there's freedom from your poverty. There's a way out. That's the good news. The good news is not, well, you're going to be poor your whole life. No, the good news is there's a way out. That Jesus became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. So if my thinking begins To go into, how am I gonna pay this bill? How am I gonna how am I gonna pay for these Christmas gifts? How am I ever gonna get into this? How is this gonna work out? No, no, no. I have a sound and disciplined mind. The anointing. Hear this. The anoint the devil wants to distract me from this anointing that has the ability to break me free from the from this. So, I'm not going to let my mind get distracted. Jesus even said in Matthew chapter 6, no, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink, what you're going to wear. Don't worry about all these things. I mean, the birds don't even sow and reap, and we sow and reap. (laughs) Like, if the birds don't sow and reap, and all their needs are met, how much more will we, who sow and reap, have all our needs met? So, I'm not going to let myself get distracted from all these things. No, I'm not going to let my brain get into a place of worry. No, actually, the Word says in Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but in everything... Through prayer and petition, make your request known to God, and the peace of God that transcends all uh, understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Then then he goes on to say this: He says, "What therefore, brethren, whatever is true, honorable, right, whatever is pure and lovely, good repute, of any excellence, anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things." This is how my mind is supposed to function. My mind doesn't worry. No, my mind's at peace. Why? Because my mind is meditating on what's good. I have a disciplined mind. I'm able to meditate on what's good. Put that in the comments. I have the ability to focus on what is good. I don't focus on what's bad. I focus on what's good. I have that ability in me because Christ said I have that ability in me. Thanks, Joni, for putting the reference. Philippians 4, 4 to 8. And then it says this. So back to Isaiah 61. To bring good news to the poor... He has set me to bind up the brokenhearted. What does that mean? Man, your heart's broken over, over a relationship. Your heart's broken over, over a family member. I don't, I don't know. Your heart's broken. This is what the anointing can do. It can bring all those broken pieces together. It brings all the broken pieces together, and it makes you whole. That's what the anointing does. That's what Jesus came to do. Hear this and put this in the comments. Jesus wasn't broken for, for me to stay broken. He was broken for me to become whole. Jesus wasn't broken for you to remain broken. He was broken so that you could be made whole. Man, that's powerful. But if the devil can distract us and keep us focusing on our brokenness, he can keep us from being able to enter in and engage the anointing that can bring restoration and wholeness in our lives. No, I'm not gonna be distracted in my thinking because, again, we mentioned this before. God's pouring it out. He's pouring out. All these things, the anointing is pouring out in your life. But if the enemy can keep you distracted from them, he'll keep you from watching him. That's why uh, David said in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. What is that? What's my soul? It's my mind. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. What's he saying? <laughs> He's commanding his mind to bless God. He's taking his thoughts captive. He's saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. Soul, bless him. (laughs) Mind, bless him. And then he says this, don't forget his benefits. (laughs) This is powerful. Don't forget his benefits, you mind. (laughs) He's taking his thoughts captive. Don't forget his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquity. Who heals all my diseases. Who redeems my life from the pit. So remember these things. Keep them on the front of your mind. Soul, bless him. Put that in the comments. Soul, bless him. Sometimes we, if our mind starts getting into all this weariness. No, no, no. Soul, bless him. All my soul, bless him. Soul, bless him. My my mind's thinking on all these bad things. No, no, no. Mind, bless him. Don't focus on all the negative things. No, bless him. And as I do that, I engage the anointing. And the anointing binds up the brokenhearted. Hear this. He continues in Isaiah 61. He says this, to proclaim liberty to captives. So if I'm captive to anything, ADHD, OCD, ADD, depression, anxiety, debt, you know, if I, if, if I have found myself captive by any of these things, if I found myself captive by any of these things, all of a sudden that, that anointing, if I keep my, my focus on him and what he's presenting to me, that anointing brings freedom. In any area of my life that I need deliverance from, any area of my life that I need freedom from, that anointing brings freedom. So I'm not going to let the enemy distract me from my freedom. Put that in the comments. That's, that's good. Uh, I'm telling you to put a lot of things in the comments, but I, I'm enjoying this. The, the Lord's really blessing it. Uh, I'm not going to let the, the enemy distract me from my freedom. I'm not going to let the enemy distract me from my freedom. No, I have a disciplined mind. And, and you know what? Here's a good tip that will help you. If your pastor is talking, if a minister is preaching, let, put your eyes on him. Actually look at them. Don't, don't be looking at the wall. Don't be lo- No, no, no. Lean in and, and make uh, direct eye contact. Lean in. If you put, Honestly, there's power in this. If you position and posture your body like you're paying attention, it'll help you pay attention. You might not even feel like you're paying attention. Honestly, Kevin Nowicki does this very well. There are times when I'm sitting, because uh, uh, Ke- I sit on the left side of, of the church in the front row, Kevin Nowicki usually sits on the right side of the church in the front row. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Kevin Wicky just f- focusing intently on the Word. I've, I've seen Kenneth Copeland do that. Where I, I was watching a video where Kenneth Copeland was, was doing one of his broadcasts, and he had Oral Roberts on the broadcast. And as Oral Roberts is, is speaking, Kenneth Copeland, he's just fully engaged. He's leaning in, eyes wide open. He's doing everything physically that he can to really draw in on the anointing and to hear what, what's being spoken. That's just free. But that'll help you. That'll help you. Don't don't look all over the place at what's going on around you. I, I've done that. This is something that the Lord's been challenging me <coughs> with myself. Why? Because I don't want to miss what, what the anointing is offering. What else is the anointing offering? We just said he... he Good news to the poor. He binds up the brokenhearted. Liberty to captives. Freedom for prisoners. Freedom from debt. Freedom from anything. And to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. And recognize the day of vengeance is not his vengeance against us. It's his vengeance against his enemies. Against our enemies. So that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And then he says this. To comfort those who mourn. So if I'm in a position of mourning and my brain is, is, is focusing on the mourning, all of a sudden I can access an anointing that brings comfort in that time. The Bible says sorrow or mourning may last for, for a night, but his joy comes in the morning. So when I draw in on that anointing, I don't have to remain in mourning or in sorrow. He said, I mean, Jesus said in the Beatitudes, blessed are those who mourn. Because they mourn? No, because they'll be comforted. So if I'm in a position of mourning and I enter into fellowship with him and I draw on the anointing, I will find comfort for my soul. He's a comforter. That's who he is. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's a comforter. And so when I draw on the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I find comfort for my soul. If (coughs) if I've been mourning or if I've been grieving, I can find comfort in that anointing. And again, I, I have to continue to say this. The devil wants to distract you from receiving these things. By getting your mind focused on other things while the minister or, or the teaching or, or, or while you're in prayer or wh- whatever. He wants you to begin thinking on all these different things. He comforts those who mourn. He grants for those who mourn in Zion. And he gives them a garland instead of ashes. The NIV says a crown of beauty instead of ashes. He, he doesn't want you to be, be lamenting it and in just turmoil and distress. No, he wants to give you beauty instead of ashes. Joy instead of mourning. He says that. The oil of joy instead of mourning. So God wants to give you joy for mourning. That's what the anointing will do. If you're, if hey, I've been in this position, but here's the thing. If you walk into a service and you just feel heavy, right? It's Sunday morning and you just feel heavy and weary and, and, and heavy laden. And you're just like, man, like this week wasn't a very good week. I, I don't feel like I was a very good Christian or any of that stuff. Here, here's what you do. You don't get into condemnation. You worship him all the more. You focus all the more because the anointing is going to bring joy in place of that morning. He's going to give you beauty instead of ashes. And, and hear this, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, or let's be honest, depression. Because what depression does, and I've been there, I was diagnosed with it, right? I took the medications. went to the counseling. What depression does is it drains you of your energy. Because it's just heavy it's just this heaviness and it's really easy it can feel really easy to just yield to that heaviness to just yield to the, to that depression to just yield to that you know but but what i need to do is the second i recognize that that my mind is start my emotion is starting to go in that direction i need to instantly take my thought captive how do i take my thought captive by the anointing of the word no in jesus name his word says that I have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is not depressed. I have a sound mind, and he's given me a mantle of praise for a spirit of heaviness. I don't receive this spirit of heaviness, because recognize it's a spirit. It's not just an emotion. It's a spirit. It's not just an imbalance. It's a spirit, and I'm not going to receive that. I'm going to put on praise, so I I can start worshiping God, enter into that anointing. I'm not going to let him distract me, because here's the thing. if If I allow myself to yield to these distracting thoughts for an amount of time, I'll find myself suddenly, oh man, it's been three weeks and I've been in this state and, and I, now I need to undo all of it. it. It's a lot easier to do it right off the bat than it is to do it whenever you've been meditating on it and dwelling in it and just soaking in it for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. No, there, there have been times, because there have been times when I've showed up in the presence of pastor, I was talking about this last week, where, where you know I, I show up at, at, at his house or whatever and I, you know, I'm feeling the he- heaviness, you know I'm feeling it. And, uh, and Pastor says, what are you carrying? You know, like, why, why are you carrying weight? He'll just ask it point blank. What's he trying to get me to do? He's trying to get me to speak and address what I've been allowing. See, it's not that he's trying to make me feel guilty or, or condemned about what I'm going through. No, he, he he's exposing it so that I can deal with it so that I don't have to stay there. See, I don't, I don't know why our flesh has a tendency to want to stay in our weariness, when God has so freely offered us freedom from it, Kevin said, "This is His spirit's loving it." Amen. You know, I don't I don't know why my flesh has a tendency to desire to stay in a weary, depressed state. Um, well, it's because it's my flesh. But uh, but when God has given me all that I need to overcome it, all I have to do is use my words to overcome it. Because again, we we talked about this before. If you're thinking in a certain direction, all you need to do to take that thought captive is to speak the word of God, uh, to speak the word of God over your over your life. Mom, mom said, Mom said it great. That is a true pastor. A true pastor won't just let you deal with it. You know, he just won't let you try to soak it up. No, he'll show you how to deal with it. And how do you deal with it by addressing it? <laughs> I'm drinking up so much water right now; it's crazy. But a true pastor will. Because this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He doesn't want you to stay stuck and bound. This is what the anointing does. It brings freedom. So I'm not gonna I don't I'm not going to choose from this day forward to stay bound in my mind and in my thinking and in, in that depression or anything like that. No, that's not who I am anymore. I'm not gonna cause what the devil will try to do is he'll try to put a thought in your mind, get you into condemnation, and then just make it cycle. When all I have to do is enter into the cycle of Christ, which is receive his goodness, receive love from him. I'll receive his love and in turn, I can give it to him and then I enter into this cycle, this beautiful cycle of, man, God's pouring out his love on me. His anointing is setting me free. It's breaking me free, breaking me free and, and I'm just pouring out my love on him and now people around me are, are looking at me and they recognize, man, there's something different about them now. This, what's, what is that? That's the renewing of your mind in action. It's. I used to think this way, but no, I'm choosing and I'm being deliberate. I'm not thinking that way anymore. I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound and disciplined mind. And this is what, what he goes on to say in Isaiah 61. And they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord so that the Lord may be glorified. We'll be called oaks of righteousness. What does that mean? Situations that used to Make us crumble and fall, and, and and get into a place of condemnation. Um, uh, t- to get us into a place of condemnation for years and years and years. You know, like uh, though if we enter into that situation again, man, we it doesn't even phase us anymore. Why? Because we have gotten into the flow of the anointing. We're receiving regularly from God. We're not distracted by the winds and the waves like Peter was. He was he, when he was focused on the Anointed One and his anointing. He was walking and diligent. When he got distracted, he began to sink. You see the dangers of that distraction now. So, so when I come to a, a service, when I come to church, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing everything within my ability to not get distracted, to not, to not get worn out, to not, to not be focused on everything else. If I find my mind going off, no, nope, I have the mind of Christ. I'm not a distracted individual anymore. I'm not easily distracted anymore. No. No. I have a strong and disciplined mind. Put that in the comments. Again, I have a strong and disciplined mind. Do you receive that? Do you receive that mind today? Do you receive that discipline today? Do you receive it? Because it's available to you. We're not talking about some, some, something that sounds nice and sounds good and sounds, oh man, I really wish I could take a hold of that. No, if he said it, it's available to you. Will you walk in it? Will it suddenly become a reality overnight? I don't know. What we need to do, though, is we need to begin the process of renewing our mind. I'm, see, I might have weaved in these un, this undisciplined way of thinking, but just as much as I have the ability to weave it in, I have the ability to weave it out, and I have the ability to bring in disciplined thinking through the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost. He will empower you, and He will help you. <laughs> How beautiful is that? God will help you to discipline your mind. He'll help you. And as I discipline my mind, as I make it a purpose to discipline my mind, God will help me and my life will only go up. My life will only go up. I, I, I want to give you one more example and then, and then I'll wrap up. But um, when Jesus was tempted by the devil in uh, the wilderness, a lot of times we have this, this image that the devil physically appeared before him. And he, and he was like crawling around Jesus and saying, hey, do you see this bread? Why don't you, or do you see the stone? Why don't you turn it into bread? But, you know, we, we don't know if the devil physically appeared, but what can be assumed, at least, is that the devil was really trying to enter into his mind and affect his thinking and plant those thoughts, those distracted thoughts. Hey, you've been fasting for 40 days. You're probably hungry. Well, you know, you're the son of God. Why don't you turn this uh, stone into a bread and break that fast? You know, and, and, and so very likely Jesus heard these thoughts in his head. The devil's trying to put these distractive thoughts in his head. How did he take captive those thoughts with his words? How do I take captive my thoughts? With my words. No, not just me saying, oh, no, get out of here. Yeah, you can say that. But, you, but what did Jesus say? No, it is written. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God only and serve only him. He spoke the word of God. And when I speak the word of God, the anointing comes in action and begins to renew my mind. So, your mind's been dwelling on condemnation. No. Romans 8, 1 tells me that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, I'm not going to yield and surrender to this condemnation. You... Hear this, memorize these scriptures, because the, the Bible says, David said it this way, I hide your word in my heart, that I might not sin against God. What does that mean? I have his word ready and available, my sword of the spirit, so that when the enemy begins to try to put minds in my head, or the, these thoughts in my head, these distractive thoughts that distract me, or try to put themselves above the knowledge of Christ, no, <coughs> I have the word of God ready and available. To to take those thoughts captive and cast it out. No, I'm not. I'm not a, a slave to condemnation anymore. I'm not given to this condemnation. No, I, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the, there's an anointing when we speak the word of God. When I speak the word of God, the anointing has the power to cast out that that condemning thought and break us free from it because the anointing brings freedom for the captive. So if I'm starting to feel depressed, man, I just start feeling weary and heavy laden. And, and, you know, I'm starting to feel like beating myself up. You know, man, why why would I do something like that? How could I ever? No, No. the second I recognize it with my mouth, I'm going to speak out the word of God. No, his word says that the anointing gives me a garment of praise in place of a spirit of heaviness, so I don't yield to this heaviness, in the name of Jesus' heaviness, go, resist it with the word of God, and the anointing has the power to renew your mind in that instant, man, I'm just feeling anxious, how are, how are we going to do this, How are we gonna, how is this going to work out, man, this just doesn't look like a good situation, no, the word of God says very clearly in Philippians chapter 4, that I should be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and petition. I should make my request known to God with thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard my heart and my mind. It'll bring discipline and soundness to my mind. Why? Because that's what the Word of God does. That's what prayer does. So speak that out of your mouth. No, don't just say, well, this is just the way I am. I've dealt with this for years. You can't tell me that I can overcome this. I've tried. I've prayed about it. God didn't take it away. Did you renew your mind, or did you just ask God to do it for you? No, it's our responsibility to renew our mind. It's our responsibility to do it his way. And when we do it his way, the anointing will come and empower us to overcome it. I can't tell you how many times I prayed and asked God, God, take this depression from me, but I never renewed my mind. No one ever taught me how to do that. No one ever actually showed me that there was a way out, and that the way out is renewing your mind, changing the way you think. Because I just thought the same way that whole time and said, God, do it for me. And while I let my thinking stay unchecked. But no, once I began to check my thinking, all of a sudden the anointing came in and broke me free from it. The devil might try to bring in some depressive thoughts and and feelings every once in a while, but no, now I can recognize it quicker. You know, I used to not always recognize it quickly, but now I can recognize it quicker and resist it quicker and it helps me overcome it quicker as the anointing enters in. Joni said, it. I'd, rather be, uh, I, I'd rather be heavy with joy than with anxiousness, worry, and fear, and depression. Amen. I'd rather be full of the joy of God and let that move me, you know, than, than, than these other things. But, but here's the thing. A lot of times we've just taken that as our identity. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to do that anymore. The grace is available to set you free. Man, I'm feeling tempted again, and I don't know if I'm going to overcome it. No. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells me very clearly that no temptation has overcome me except what is common to mankind. But God is faithful. He will not let me be tempted beyond what I am able. But when I am tempted, he'll give me a way out. See, so anytime you're facing anything, speak the word of God. Your mind starts getting distracted to dwell on things. That, that's the devil. Recognize it. The devil doesn't want you to pay attention the devil doesn't want you to have a disciplined mind. You see it so clearly just in the world today. People can't go five seconds without, without getting, in, getting something in front of their face because they can't. They don't want to be alone with their minds. They don't want to be alone with their thoughts. You know, the second this broadcast goes off, they want, they want something else. So the second a loading screen comes up on YouTube, they, they need to scroll through something. They, they, can't, they can't stay still or silent for a, an extended period of time. The second they lay their head... In bed at night, all of a sudden, they can't sleep because all, all they're doing is now this is the one time that they're stuck alone with their minds and their minds are just running rampant because they haven't learned how to take thoughts captive. They haven't learned how to, how to discipline their minds. But I'm telling you, that's not going to be you anymore. You're, you're not going to be distracted. You're not going to be always looking for something just to keep yourself entertained because you're afraid to be alone with your mind. Now, your mind should not be a crutch. Your mind should not be something that holds you back God has given you a mind to empower you to meditate and dwell on the Word of God, to meditate on what's good and noble and praiseworthy. Your mind, God has given you a mind to to be used for His glory. He didn't give you a mind to hold you back. And a lot of times we look at that as our mind as a crutch. But no, it's something that's that's supposed to empower me to worship God even more, even more, even greater. And, And so, and so... Uh, You know, that's why it's important for us to speak life over our minds. Speak life. I have a discipline and a sound mind. I meditate on what's good. I have the mind of Christ. See, Jesus had a mind. So a mind is obviously not bad. It's what we do with it. It's what we do with our minds, what we meditate on with our minds. And with my mind, I'm choosing today. I have a sound and a disciplined mind. The enemy tries to distract me. No, 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 no. I'm not going to focus on that. I have a disciplined mind. Put in the comments one final time. I have a sound and a disciplined mind. And I want to encourage you this. Say that regularly over your mind. Say that regularly over your thinking. No, I have a sound and a disciplined mind in the name of Jesus. Amen. You have a sound and a disciplined mind. And as you, as you choose to put those thoughts captive, to take those distractions captive, And to draw into the anointing that God is offering you today, tomorrow, Sunday, every day of your life. When you choose, no, I'm going to meditate and draw in on his word. Man, and and I connect myself with that anointing and I don't dislodge from it by being distracted. But I stay inside. Man, I'm going to find freedom. I'm going to find hope. I'm going to find joy. I'm going to find peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I'm going to enter into all the goodness that God has for me. And, he, and that's all available to you today. All things that you need has been made available to you today. All that you need to have a disciplined mind has already been made available to you today. Do you receive it? Do you draw on it? Do you take a hold of it? I hope you do. If you do, put a hand up in the comments, and I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to believe that God's going to begin to do a supernatural work on your mind. Supernatural work. Doesn't have to ta- it doesn't have to take you 20 years to begin the process of, oh, man, now I'm able to really focus a little bit more. No, it doesn't have to take you that long. Man, God can supernaturally advance and quicken. As you purpose yourself to this, God can supernaturally quicken your mind. He can supernaturally do that for you, and I'm believing he'll do it today. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus right now, we just speak soundness and peace to be on the minds of everyone watching this broadcast right now. Father, I just ask that you begin to anoint their minds, begin to work on their minds. Their mind is not deficient. Their mind is not defunct. No, they have a God of all sufficiency, and they have the mind of Christ. Father, right now, I just ask that that mind of Christ begin to do a work in their brains. God, if they've been thinking on the wrong things for so long that it even began to Uh, manipulate their brain chemistry, Father, I just pray for supernatural healing in their brains now. And Father God, empower them to renew their thinking. Empower them to, to be more focused in their thinking. Father, I thank you, Lord, that they're not distracted individuals anymore. I thank you, Lord, that now they have the power and the ability, and they recognize and they see their power and their ability to discipline their minds, to discipline their thoughts, and to cast off all distractions and everything that will that, try to keep them from running their race. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. According to Hebrews chapter 12 or 11, chapter 12, it's one of those two chapters, where your word says that we should cast off anything that hinders. And God, these distractions have been hindering your people. And Father, right now, we just declare that anointing that will empower them to cast off these thoughts and these distractions that have been hindering them from running their race and keeping their eyes on you. No, right now, in the name of Jesus, we fix our eyes on you, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And as we fix our eyes on you, we declare freedom and peace to be in their minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you receive that peace? Do you receive that? Put, 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 I already see some hands up in the comments. Just say amen in the comments. Uh, Amen, man. I'm excited, guys. You're going up now. You're going up from here on out. See, and don't get into condemnation. If you find yourself ever getting distracted, don't beat yourself up. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Just take those thoughts captive. The second you recognize it, take it, take that thought captive, and say, No, I have the mind of Christ, and and walk in that new mind that He's given you. Amen, amen. Well, guys, if this blessed you. Uh, I, I, I'm just excited to see hear, and hear the testimonies that God's doing in your lives. Amen. Um, so guys, we just want to let you know before we wrap up, uh, we sow this broadcast into you. We sow it into you and we want to give you an opportunity to sow into this broadcast. Uh, if, if this has blessed you or uh, more than that, um, if you want to sow into the anointing of this word, we want to give you that opportunity, but we also want to let you know uh, in the soundness and the peace of your mind, See, this is a great opportunity to, uh, to take any thought captive. Just ask the Lord, Lord, is there something you want me to give today? Is there something you want me to sow today? And then in the peace of your mind, let him speak to you. Because it's, it's hard for God to speak to a distracted mind. It's hard for God to speak to a fuzzy mind or a mind that's trying to figure everything out and work it all out. You don't have to work it out. That's not going to give you a peaceful mind. No, God, I, I yield to you, Lord. Whoa. What do you want me to sow, if anything? And whatever he tells you to do, do it. Just be obedient to whatever the Lord tells you to do. Amen? So I'm going to pray for every seed sown today that God will bless it and multiply it. You won't have to worry. God will bless you and he'll multiply you as you sow in faith and obedience to his word. Amen? And uh, you can go to giveww.org and uh, all the different giving ways are, are available to you there. But Father, right now, we just thank you for your anointing and your grace. Right now, I just ask for your anointing to be on every seed sown today. God, let those who sow into this broadcast, let uh, those finances return to them blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over it. God, let it multiply into their laps. God, I I just pray, Lord, that even this week, God, let there be a harvest coming to your people who, who are being obedient to your word today. We thank you, Lord. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We got another awesome word for you tomorrow. But if you don't want to wait till then, there's literally hundreds of broadcasts that we have that you can watch right now here on the Brian Wright YouTube channel. And honestly, I would encourage you to go back and listen to last week's teachings on how to have a strong mind. Because those lead up. Those Actually, what I have is like this compared to all that God gave in, in last week. So I would strongly encourage you. If you watched it, watch it again. (laughs) Watch it again because that'll bless you and it'll help empower you through the anointing to strengthen your mind even further. But guys, I love you. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow for uh, Lunch Plus, but we love you guys.
3: Hey guys, that was a powerful word. So make sure to share it. Like, if, if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the channel so you can hear more powerful words. But I have a couple quick announcements for you because I want you to be informed so that you can have a great Christmas season. So we are having two events coming up. One is online and one is in person. So on December 19th, which is this Sunday at Boomerang Church here in Albemarle, we are having a Christmas service. We're going to have family pictures. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have an awesome time. So make sure you're here for that. And then on December, oh, there it is, right there. Okay, let me read it with you. Free gift for every child, giveaways, Nintendo Switch, makeover, and gun shop gift card. It's going to be, oh, and a free meal after service so we can, like, hang out and eat together and stuff. It's going to be awesome. Um, And then on December 22nd, we are having a Merry Lunch Plus Christmas Special. At 1130, so make sure to uh, be here for that. That's going to be on, I think, next Wednesday, I believe is what it is. And we're going to be giving away, I'm not lying, I'm not exaggerating, we're literally going to be giving away over $1,000 worth of money in prizes and gift cards and stuff like that. So we're going to have a blast. It's going to be a Christmas giveaway special so tell your friends about it like you can be like hey guys so if you want to have fun and like have some giveaways like you can you know have you ever been watching a show and um they have like a studio audience that you're giving away they're giving away stuff to and it's like man i wish i was in that studio audience you're literally going to be in the audience this december 22nd to get those giveaways you can be a part of it So we're giving away a lot. So it's not just a few people are winning stuff. We're giving away a lot. So that'll be really great. And we just want to be a blessing to you and tell you how much we love you. And thank you for being a part of this uh, Lunch Plus broadcast this year and everything. Yeah, Kevin said Christmas giveaway extravaganza. Yeah, it's going to be truly, it's going to be really fun and awesome. So make sure to be here for that if you would like to earn stuff. Um, Grayson said my socks are also gone Her socks are It blew her socks off (laughs) Um, So yeah We love you guys We'll see you tomorrow here at 1130 It's going to be great We'll see you then
1: Hey guys Santa and I are really excited About the Lunch Plus Christmas Special We want to let you guys know all about it On December 22nd, we're going to be having a very Merry Lunch Plus Christmas special at 11.30 a.m. here on the Brian Wright YouTube channel. Guys, we're going to be having some gift cards we're going to be giving away, prizes, giveaways, fun segments. It's going to be a lot of fun, interactive. We're going to have you guys involved in it. Santa, are you excited? He's excited. I'm excited, too. So we'll see you guys on December 22nd at 11.30 for the Lunch Plus Christmas Special. We'll see you there.